Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Commerce Club podcast. I'm your host Sophie Biggestaff and this show is all about helping small product-based business founders debunk the challenges they're facing in their business right now. I've worked in the retail industry for the past 12 years for some of the world's biggest brands including Ralph Lauren, Kate Spade and Burberry and I now use my extensive industry experience to help entrepreneurs like you set up and grow their brands. I was first introduced to Kaylee through my client Carleen who is the founder of Kids Love Clothing. Both of them used crowdfunding as a route to launch their business back in the pandemic and had great success through their campaigns via NatWest back her business. Off the back of her successful crowdfunder, Kaylee launched her workout headwear brand, Bind London, and has had a huge amount of support for her business setup journey since documenting it all through social media. Kaylee is brilliant at sharing the behind the scenes in her entrepreneurship journey through LinkedIn and Instagram, and she most recently partnered with Crowdfunder UK to help support more entrepreneurs entrepreneurs with their crowdfunding options. Crowdfunding is an amazing way to fund your business idea if you don't have the initial capital to invest to set up your brand. In this episode of the Commerce Club podcast, Kaylee and I chat about crowdfunding, how to plan your campaign, what you need to do to make it a success and what you might want to use your money to invest in. And if you've been debating starting a brand but struggled to find the funds to invest, this could be a great route for you. And when you're ready to start your brand, don't forget Claire Alexander and I are hosting a six months group coaching program, six months to start the product business launchpad. Stay tuned at the end of the episode to find out more about it. Hey Kaylee, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Sophie. I'm excited to talk about this subject because it's one that so many small business owners probably want to know about because funding is always a uh, issue when it comes to startups. So before we kick off, obviously this whole subject is today is crowdfunding, but before we kick off, if you want to tell us a little bit about you, your business and your background into crowdfunding and this journey that you've been on. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Kaylee. And I'm a fashion sportswear brand called Bind London. So Bind London is a fitness and athleisure brand um, for all hair types and textures. I have a 10-year background in teaching, um, but really loved fitness at school. So there was there was no excuse <laughs> to not go to the gym. Um, but I found that uh, along my journey, I've actually been wearing my hair naturally for four years. And when I started wearing my hair naturally, um, I found it a struggle in the gym and that is that's something that is an issue that comes up a lot um a discussion topic that comes up a lot like how to look after your natural hair when you go to the gym and what do you do do you compromise or do you do you compromise your hair or do you compromise your gym it's kind of like a one or the other um situation so I was kind of battling that um same time I had actually started reading the book called Slaying Your Lane the Black Girl Bible and read this business chapter which is really really poignant because it mentions the rise of black female entrepreneurs and if we see something in the marketplace which isn't out there we need to be just bold enough to create it ourselves so it came at it was like divine timing reading that chapter and I thought ah I'm going to create some sort of headwear. Um, I think I start. I started with head wraps first and then the ideas just flowed fast. And I literally handed in my notice at work. Three months later, it was that fast. So um, yeah, Bind London is amazing. It, it launched over lockdown. So there was no excuse. And it won startup of the year nine months later and was worn by AJ Dudu on Strictly Come Dancing and some other main So yeah. Loving the journey so far. 
that's incredible I love that that you kind of said you know it's all divine timing and it all worked out in like the way that it was meant to work out you obviously had an idea you had a problem that you were solving essentially all of the best businesses come from solving a problem um from your your own challenges with it but also you've obviously heard it from other people so I think that's that's super exciting and um it's amazing like you've obviously gone through a whole like personal branding journey as well which I've kind of followed on LinkedIn so talk to me a little bit about that side of it as well because obviously you kind of started this this business by London first and then I feel like you've kind of branched out into other areas as well yeah that was really organic really really organic I had made a commitment to myself that I would share as much of the journey as possible. And I said that right from the beginning. And I started doing bits as I was as I was still in full time um, teaching. And even though they don't like you doing bits on social media, but whatever, in your evenings are your evenings, right? So um, I was just showing people little bits behind the scenes, like here are my awful drawings and it's going to actually turn and materialize into something and was doing IGTVs they didn't really get any views to be honest but it was it was just great for currently which I do all the time um blog and blog kind of uh, on on LinkedIn Instagram I'm always sharing like this is what it is and like even down to like when I can't do something (laughs) and it comes to packaging I'm like i I make myself very vulnerable and very transparent. Like, this is what it's like. I've not done this before. And people really liked that. They found that quite endearing. And they were just like, that's just really real. And it con- I think a lot of that contributed to the support with the crowdfund, to be honest, because they had seen the graft. Um, they felt that they wanted to be a part of that journey. Did a workshop. It was super successful. Did a few more. Then it branched into consultations. Then companies was like, "Can you run a workshop for for you know all of us? Like all by etc." Um, and then it yeah just organically grew. Kind of I can't stop that's, talking. That's, yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't stop talking either because you've clearly got a lot of like really valuable stuff to say. And I think ultimately everything that you just said there, all I kept thinking in my head was like people buy from people and yeah. uh, people obviously want to, when they're buying into a product, they're not just buying into that product because of the problem it solves. They also want to, particularly nowadays where obviously cost of living crisis, people don't have as much money to invest in like extra things. Like they need an extra reason to buy. And I think obviously you've given them that extra reason because you're giving them a lot of value. Like a lot of your um, followers probably like see a lot of value in you, your share, you're being really vulnerable and open and they're probably relating to quite a lot of the challenges and things that you've, you've put yourself out there talking about, which I think is really brave and, um, it's it's always really difficult sometimes to be vulnerable when it comes to business because it's like oh well how much do I actually show of myself and um, of the journey but I think it's I think it's really important to be transparent as well yeah and I think there, there can be an idea or con- misconception of what business looks like I certainly did I, I kind of thought business world as as quite scary very boardroom very apprentice um, and that's just not me so but I had a need there and I thought well I'll selfishly do it for myself first (laughs) I thought actually there's other people um you need to serve so I think if anyone is either an aspiring entrepreneur or new entrepreneur that is always the priority it's servitude don't get scared by what other people are doing or what you might see on on the socials just get it out there and it can be scary because especially if your career or profession is in a completely different industry 
and it can be a bit like where do I do I so I really try and um share as much knowledge as possible because you learn um I did like five ways you can upskill your knowledge for free with little things don't so yeah there's there's it's possible for anybody definitely definitely and I think just going back there what you said like you know if you're in a profession that's not retail and you've come from a completely different background like you did which is teaching um most people do that so again it's really relatable like the stuff that you're putting out there it's really relatable because you, you might be an estate agent or you might be a solicitor or like a doctor whatever but you've got this visual idea I had a message today actually from someone that's like I work in tech I've got no idea about like product but I really need help starting a brand and I was like oh cool like that's really nice that you um you know you're, you're you've got no experience in this industry but you are really wanting to put yourself out there and explore something new so I think that's really like exciting and obviously where you've been talking about that so much it's probably quite inspirational for a lot of people um which is also amazing so how did you um when you first came out with the idea obviously I guess you knew that you needed funding how did you know that crowdfunding would have been an option for you yeah so um it was recommended to me by my mentors and um I, I I didn't even think of the idea. I kind of just disregarded the idea completely because I just thought that crowdfunding was something that charities did or, you know, projects that are in desperate need. And it's not to say that my my brand wasn't in desperate need, but I thought, a fa- does a, where does a fashion brand sit with crowdfunding? So I had, I had some savings and then I um, sold whatever I could that I could just invest into the business so I sold all my designer gear because I was like I can't be walking around in designer gear and needing funding for my business it's like that's that's not practical um and I initially looked up a business loan because that was just my only thought in terms of funding I thought I'll get a business loan so I looked into that and the pandemic hit um so I thought let me kind of revisit this crowdfunding idea um and then I had a plan of how I was going to work the crowdfund. I said, I'll have my samples, I'll do a photo shoot. And all these plans, I laid out like this four to eight week plan of how I would actually go about crowdfunding. And then when the pandemic hit, it was really, I had to think fast because I thought, do I just wait for it to, I, we, no one knew how long the pandemic was going to last. So I was like, do I wait for this to blow over and finish or do I just go for it and the hashtag for buying London is actually brave bold buying so I'm like I have to I can't contradict my own brand like I have to be brave and bold and and just do it and I'm like I'm, I'm just I'm gonna do it so it was like I went live with the crowdfund six weeks into the pandemic on May the 1st um 2020 and everyone thought I was crazy even my mentors were like do you want to even lower the amount my family thought it was it was a ridiculous thing to do so I had no support <laughs> other than the community so yeah my closest were like you're you're crazy but um goes to show you don't need to have the support of your closest to to get done what you need to get done for your brand so yeah <laughs> no and if you'd have listened to them where would you have been like if you'd have just taken that and absorbed that and been oh well maybe I am crazy maybe I am doing something wrong here like maybe I shouldn't be doing this you what a wasted opportunity so it just goes to show like you need really need to like trust your gut with things and take take 
you have a mission which is exactly what very very bold brand like that's your mission that's your values for your business and you stuck to those and that's obviously really paid off for you so I think that's really amazing thank you and I think it's it's one of those things if as a founder you have to have the strongest opinion for your brand above anybody else it's great to have nice comments and things like that but don't use that as validation um sometimes you know too many critics with not enough credentials unfortunately that you are that you have something special and I I knew from the moment I had the idea I was like this 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 feels like something special to me so nothing's getting in the way amazing well I'm glad you stuck your guns and just uh took it and ran with it that's really good um I guess let, let's backtrack a second and just talk about like what is crowdfunding like for anybody that's listening to this yeah. and be like oh okay it sounds interesting can you talk us through a little bit about what does it actually mean and what's the process look like that's a really great question so um so crowdfunding is essentially the um in the name so you get funding from a crowd of people so um you put your your projects or your brand, your mission, et cetera, on a crowdfunding platform, there's quite a few. And then you say you want to raise, you desire to raise a certain amount of, of funding, 5,000, 10,000, 100,000, like however much you, you need. And it's not necessarily to start a business, it could be for anything. And um, and then with that, you'll have a set time frame, and um, the, the crowd basically, or the community will, donate or pledge to your to your crowdfunding platform and typically um with crowdfunding platforms people can either donate so they can donate a certain amount or they can you can set um pledges pledge rewards which is what i did so someone could pledge say for example 50 pounds they will get something in return for for that um and then it it needs to be a certain number of people for it to qualify as a crowd which I leveraged that massively which helped me get um the funding and with mine um I did mine on crowdfunding UK so it had to be a minimum of 100 people so my my uh my target was 10,000 pounds but they wouldn't give they wouldn't let me have the funding if like two people gave five thousand um it's, it doesn't work like that and I don't know anyone <laughs> I don't have any like rich aunties who can just be like yeah Kaylee is the five thousand <laughs> um, I wish but um so yeah it had to be the the rule was it had to be a, hun- a minimum of a hundred people and mine was was 35 days and ten thousand pounds was was the goal so yes that's that's like a little intro that's, that's really interesting and do you know just out of interest more so for my own curiosity do you know why that is like why is that just so that it like applies to their rules and that it's obviously mm-hmm. crowdfunding so they want as many people there or is there is there another different reason behind that and um, to be fair maybe different crowdfunding platforms might have every crowdfunding platform has different um criteria so may maybe another crowdfunding platform is like 50 people but it has to it has to show that it is crowd support it is community support so it comes under essentially the the name of crowdfunding yeah and I I guess as well it's kind of like when you obviously people are investing right like they're actually investing and with every investment as we always get told if we look at an investment or put money into stocks and shares every investment comes with risk and ultimately I guess the idea may is behind that that the more people that invest the less risky the business is 
because people are backing it people are actually saying yes this is a great idea I am willing to put money into this and then they have um, how does it work with the the platforms do they get a fee or like what does that work how does it benefit them I guess yeah um so well yeah all crowd of platforms will um take a certain fee nothing nothing drastic so it's nothing to put people off and be like oh that's not something I want to do it's a very small I can't remember the percentage it's it's that small to be honest with you but yeah there there needs to be a fee for them for um yourself to put you you know all the stuff of putting your project on this on the site and and things like that so yeah there is there is a small third but um it's worth it when you get when the, the goal is how one of the ways one of one of the numerous ways I was able to get funding was leveraging I need a hundred people so I was like I don't care what you put in can you be one of my hundred people please yeah. <laughs> so and nice. because I think one of the, the barriers that stops people from wanting to crowdfund is I'm too scared to ask for money um they feel like they're begging for money which it is understandable and I completely empathize because I felt exactly the same way if you're like you're going out there begging um and there's always something you know even if you know a crowdfund can go live now and we are in the cost of living crisis um so some people might feel like I, I can't I can't beg for money in the cost of living crisis when people are struggling for food it's how do you make it very clear to people that you have something of value to to people and you want them to be part of of your mission so yeah (laughs) I guess it's like almost pitching it as like a co-creation because these people are actually technically co-founding your business in in some ways like to from a financial standpoint so I think it's about yeah sharing kind of information around what does this actually mean like when I give you this money what does that mean and obviously we can talk about like the campaign and like how you pitch that to people but I think it's yeah obviously you need to show the value um and if for example so you obviously had there was a few different metrics you had the 100 people that you needed to hit and you also had 35 days that you needed to get it done by and then you had the 10,000 pound target if one of those things hadn't have been in alignment so if you hadn't got the 100 if you hadn't got the 100 people but you'd raised 10,000 pounds they wouldn't have given it to you if you'd have raised 10,000 pounds um sorry if you'd have had 100 people but it wasn't at 10,000 pounds would you have still got the money or did it need to hit that 10,000 pounds as well great question (laughs) it had to be 100 people or else they um you wouldn't get the funding and then also with so two things um with crowdfunding on crowdfund uk i'll speak specifically about crowdfund uk because that's that's who I know. I know Crowdfund UK um, and currently in a, in a partnership with Crowdfund UK at the moment. So um, with, with that, um, there's two types of funding options. So you can either do all or nothing or keep what you raise. So say, for example, you want to raise 10K um, and your crowd, if you do the keep what you raise option, like the crowd raise, you raise £4,000. If you do keep what you raise, you can actually keep that 4K. But if you do all or nothing, then if you don't raise that 10k it all the money goes back back to the pledges all of it so you get you get nothing so (laughs) crazy Kaylee decided to go for all or nothing I went for an all or nothing and people were like one you're nuts for doing a crowdfund two you're doing it 
fresh into the pandemic three <laughs> doing an all or nothing what is wrong with you um, but I knew that if I didn't do that I wouldn't have gone as hard I need something that's going to make me go it's it was 10k or no k it was literally that so that gave me the momentum on the days where you just have a wobble because I definitely had some wobbles I definitely cried a few times um but it was I can't rest on my laurels or else I would have ended up getting some but not all of, of the 10k so so that's definitely something to consider. And it's very much down to the individual because I have helped a few founders on their crowd funds whilst their crowd funds have been live. And some have done keep what you raise, some have done all or nothing. And the ones, and all or nothing is, um, is it's down to the individual's mindset because some have done all or nothing and they've ended up with nothing. And it's, it's a real shame because if, I don't know, you're, you're feeling tired, you've had a long day, if you're doing all or nothing that you've you've got to still go for it regardless of the situation so you've got to be that type of person if you don't then no problem go for the keep what you raise option but yeah <laughs> Inter it's so interesting yeah okay that makes sense but yeah 100% is down to mindset and how you show up for that campaign um because yeah, if you're in that all or nothing and yeah, like you say, you have a bad day and you can't be bothered or you just don't have the capacity to show up and put yourself out there that day, then it's it's kind it of screwing yourself over, isn't it? <laughs> and I just thought, you know, it's I deliberately chose 35 days. So um you can actually choose the time frame of, of the crowdfund. I did 35 days because <laughs> They, the crowdfund actually said the the most popular duration is 30 days so my thought was well if I do 35 days I can catch people on two paydays like I catch them because I went live on the 1st of May so I was like, catch you fresh on payday and if I don't catch you then I'm going to get you on the 1st of June no worries like just got paid yeah. um yeah <laughs> very commercially minded there that put you right into the position where you needed to be for your actual brand as well so yeah, yeah I like that thought um let, let's talk about the campaign then so what do you actually need to do so you obviously you select your crowdfunding platform as you said you're you're linked to crowdfunder UK and that's the one that you went through there's other ones that people can go and research and look into which one is best for them um but when it actually comes to a campaign I assume that all of the platforms are fairly similar what do you need to start a campaign and where where would you even start about creating one um so first thing I would say is definitely do your due diligence and research all the crowdfunding platforms available um so you know which one's best for your business and brand at the stage that it's at and then go and have a good old research on the actual platform that you want to go on, because there will probably be um, a lot of resources and things there to, to help. So Crowdfund actually have a, a set of resources there, which are very valuable. And then you can nosy other projects and obviously nosy the successful ones. So you can get tips and see what um, you can kind of get from them. And then the main thing is you have like a, a dashboard basically so that is your like page because I think of it as like your Facebook page so you get like a um, you know a, a front page to kind of type um, you know, information about your project what you need how much you're looking to raise what it's for it's your chance to showcase what your, your project and then at the top you can put 
like a video and, and photo of your brand, um, crowdfunder recommend, and I would definitely say as well, just based on the statistics, video is, is key. Um, all the projects that have video are more successful because people can get to just hear um, what, what your project's about. So even if you're shy, um, tough. <laughs> yeah. Tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I think the, the crowdfunding campaigns that I've seen, some of the videos, you can really, going back to what we said about earlier, like people buying to people, mm. and you can really tell your story through a crowdfunding campaign. You can really talk about like why you're setting up the brand, who it's going to impact, and like what problem it's solving. And I think you can't just do that through words. And also you've got to think mm. like people absorb information differently. So I might be really I might love listening to things or I might be really visual or I might be better at reading things and the way that you can capture everybody if you have something for everybody rather than if you just had it all written out and you only had a few pictures it doesn't really give you like a 3d um a 3d way of looking at it so I think that that's a, a really important is to think about how who you're who you're targeting that this at and how they might absorb content and you, you, you hit the nail on the head there in terms of the story. Like people want to know the story. Like, okay, people want to know like your fe the features of your service, features of your product, et cetera. But what gets people is why are you doing it? What's the significance of it? How did it come about? Like, like all those emotive things. Like sometimes people um, neglect the importance of that. That's really, really important. And when people don't necessarily... Like with Buy in London, not everybody who crowdfunded was a was a customer or they're not my customer niche, but something in the story made them feel like they want it to do well. So that's your chance to really get into people's feelings and <laughs> do that video. And it doesn't yeah. have to be fancy. Mine was literally iPhone propped up on books um, on the laptop. You can see all my clothes and stuff in, in the background, like, what a proper mess but it doesn't matter <laughs> you do what you need to do it doesn't need to be fancy I think the less fancy the better um because it just shows you're, you're on the journey it's a bit more authentic isn't it and yeah. I think a lot of people will be put off doing something like this because they think oh I've got no money to invest in this campaign or oh I've got um I don't, I don't have the space in my house to like film a video or oh, I don't have a ring light for good lighting yeah um, and to be honest they're all just excuses like you can literally start with nothing and build something so I think yeah you just kind of have to go for it and if you're in the mindset of like I am I will do anything to raise this money like how you were all or nothing um you need to be in that mindset when you're creating your campaign content as well I think it needs to follow through and show and I think also like way said it's more relatable I think for sure because you know if, if you can see someone's just creating a brand from their spare bedroom that shows you it's an expansion of like oh okay I could do that too and um yeah. I think that that's a really powerful message as well to to be spreading through the campaign I think as well what what I from my understanding of crowdfunding campaigns uh, well crowdfunding platforms is so there's also like a pool of people quite often that are just looking for businesses to invest in yeah. so while you said earlier it's not just always your target customer giving you money for the product there's also like people and I, I know people that do this which is how I've kind of come about understanding it a bit better but the um there's people that actively seek 
out on these platforms businesses that they believe in because they they have extra money or like they like investing their their money um and they want to put it into something that they feel has a purpose or a need in the world is that is that correct yeah absolutely there are people who will consciously make the effort of going on to crowdfunding platforms and and seeking projects that they want to um invest in and obviously that is uh you can't rely on that because you're not going to know if that happens to you but I remember my mentor always saying there's money out there and I and even you know at the to be fair like he was the same person that said to me maybe you should lower your crowdfunding amount but he did say money is out there like there are people who actually are looking to invest sometimes when when you get scared you think no one's going to want to pledge like no one's going to want to do it there there are people um there you we have to just make the conscious effort of finding those people and um i think the beauty of the crowd and and having the crowd fund which i really liked is that not having to feel like you've got to get a big hitter like i need someone to to donate a thousand pounds like a collection of 10 pounds 20 pounds 30 pounds um collaboratively is 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 fantastic and yeah uh, that's that's what I I really love and I still keep in touch with pretty much most of the people who who crowdfunded because to this day I'm still very grateful and I will always say to them thanks so much like it wouldn't be anywhere without you so people like that so that kind of links to one of the things I say a lot on my content which is do not spam people it's not nice (laughs) yeah 100% oh that's really nice that you still stay in touch with them because I think it's probably quite easy for a lot of people to be like, oh I've got the money now off we go but yeah. actually because it's really yes. nice to build relationships with those people because they they were if it wasn't for them you might not be where you are right now so that's really really good and you never know that if they're going to be customers in the future as well so it's almost like maintaining relationships as you would with your ideal target customer too so that's really good um and obviously you raised £10,000. So what did that look like when you come to spending it? Like, how did that um, process go? And what kind of thing did you use that money to invest in? Um, so mainly product development. Um, it was it, The majority of it actually went towards getting the, the product. Um, I was very clear how that 10000 was going to be um, spent and I put that on my crowdfunding dashboard so people could see where their donation would be going and um, which is very clear because you don't want to just pluck a, fi- a figure out of the air and be like okay I've got 10k what am I going to do with it and then having that clarity also just makes you want to go for it even more because I was like if I don't get this 10k like I can't I can't get the pieces because I don't have to get <laughs> so it was the majority of it went on the stock and then also to outsource the things which I um kind of lack the skill set in which is like the main thing was like the website and and getting those things up and running because I had to look at what what can I do so things like for example social media I can I can do I can manage that that's fine but things like where it's the website where people are putting their money towards you know that they're they're spending you that needs to be tight because you can't have any mistakes when it comes to things um things like that transactions and stuff so I made sure the key things were covered um and that was that was 10k nice that's good and I think it's like good that you recognize 
that you might need to outsource some some parts of that quite early on and you sort out the investment to do that because I think that's where a lot of people just try and take on too much they're like oh I don't have the money to invest in these people well you can find the money you can go out and get the money and think about the impact like I think a lot of it with with that kind of uh money spend like so that where exactly where you just said about your website I think a lot of people won't invest money early on in those kind of things because they see it as a cost rather than an investment yeah. whereas you obviously had a different perspective on that and you saw it as an investment to say right this maybe isn't my area of expertise so I'm going to hand this over to somebody else to make sure it's 100% perfect because that's really important to me and I will stick to my zone of genius which is this area and I know that I can do social media so that's that's going to be my job so I think that's I think that's really smart of you to um to realize that so early on yeah definitely um yeah looking at cost versus value yeah investment and then the the return because like you said people look at the cost and be like oh I can't do that um but okay look at that cost break it down like what what how are you going to invest that what's the value that's going to come out of it for yourself or for the customers is it going to save time uh, and what's the return on that so obviously if you if you spend x amount on something if that goes really well then you're going to get the return from the sales or you know etc so think long term okay i'm paying this but then i expect that to come back to me twofold threefold fourfold how's that gonna how's that gonna happen because business just comes at a cost and that's just how it is, <laughs> you, you know. So yeah, if, if if you want to start a business, you've got to really look at what you are prepared to invest in. So yeah. That makes sense. Oh, I've loved this. This is super interesting. And I think it's a really cool topic to talk about because I think come to the new year, a lot of people are going to be reassessing their financial situations. A lot of people still want to start businesses, even if there is this cost of living recession crisis. And this is a really good way to kind of say, right, okay, there are options for you. Like you can still go out there, put yourself out there. If you did it in the middle of the pandemic, where to be honest, the situation isn't too much dissimilar to what it is now in terms of like people's financial struggles, it was probably actually quite stressful at that time as well as it is now so you know you you did it in that in that scenario and like you say there is money out there even though there are a lot of people struggling um there there is a lot of people that want to invest in these these types of businesses and unless you put yourself out there you're not going like you're not going to know if, if it's possible for you so I think it's I think it's a really powerful message to spread that it is possible and look this is a success story that you've you've seen the outcome of you've grown a brand you've had this brand now for a few years and it's going from strength to strength you've developed different products into your collection and it's only getting um bigger and bigger and you're still continuing to share the journey and share the values that you set out so I think that's that's really amazing and you should be really um proud of what you've achieved thank you very very much I hope um listeners have have got some value and got some tips for for sure um and I always think the tips that on the skills that you get from crowdfunding are invaluable to business anyway because it just gives you that skill set that you're you're still going to need when you operate your business anyway so the, to be fair a lot of the skills aren't too dissimilar no it's all transferable for sure it's all transferable for sure because even for you example you're saying like you need to just keep putting yourself out there that's the same as building an audience for your brand so that, the more you talk about it like I like 
what you said earlier about like you had that target of 100 people you knew that you needed 100 people like you can think about that and you can literally translate that into like how you need to get people onto your website in order to convert a certain amount yeah. of people as well yeah. so yeah that's a really powerful message there as well with just remember that these doesn't just apply to crowdfunding you can utilize all of this skill set into your business as well which is is going to be great as well um, just just before we end, could you just summarise your top three tips to somebody that might be starting a crowdfunder in the new year? Ooh. Um, see, I did a post on how it's on starting a crowdfund in December. <laughs> Already on the fifth. Um, get your planning done as early as possible um, is tip number one. Tip number two, network, network, network as much as possible before and three out of that network start having some people lined up and ready so that you should ideally have you want to have um some people ready to donate and pledge in the first day and I would even say in the first hour um so that money is in the pot as soon as possible because then it the project becomes a project that is it, it looks like it's it's got legs basically because people look on crowdfunding projects and if say for example someone wanted to raise like 10k um and they've got like five days left and they've only raised 500 it's it's going to be less likely that someone's going to support because they think that person's not going to make it whereas where your your crowdfund has money in the pot from the start it's like okay this is a project that's starting off on the right foot and it's worth it's worth my while and, and my money um putting money into and yeah I, I mean I put money into into crowdfunds I did so last week um nice. so yeah <laughs> cool amazing well thank you for that so much and where can we find you if anyone wants to come and look check out your brand or check out the content that you're posting about crowdfunding where can we see it um, so my, my fashion brand Bind London is B-I-N-D London, which is on all the social media platforms and it's bright yellow, so you can't miss it. And then um, actually from Bind London's Instagram, you can find my personal in, um, page in the bio, um, but it's at Kaylee Benoit and at Kaylee Benoit underscore. And then most of the time, Instagram and TikTok is where I put like mini crowdfunding tips and, and videos yeah amazing well thank you so much that's been amazing um and i wish you all the success going forward with your brand thank you very much if you're planning to start a brand in 2023 i might have the perfect solution for you Claire alexander and i are hosting a six-month group coaching program called six months to start the product business launchpad throughout our time working together we will be supporting you from taking your idea and turning it into reality to launch a fully fledged product business by the peak trading season of 2023 every month we'll be focusing on a different topic to get your business ready for launch including working on your founder's mindset because it's super important that you're in the right mindset to run a business we're going to be looking at doing some competitive research to figure out where your brand fits in the market and what your unique selling point is we're going to look at how you can source and buy your product for your business idea how to market your brand and build an audience to sell to and how to launch your brand to make sales from day one by marketing to a warm audience so if you feel like you want to feel confident in building and running a product-based business armed and ready to take action with a strategic plan, confident in speaking with and negotiating with suppliers we've helped you find and supported throughout your business setup journey, ready to launch and make money and capitalize on the peak trading season of 2023, then you're gonna to wanna to join us for our exclusive program starting in February.
There's only 10 spots available. So if you want to get in there, you need to get in there quick. All of the details you need to know are linked in the show notes and we can't wait to support you in starting your product business journey.